Welcome to Live with Greg or Live with Greg, depending on semantics. <laughs> All right. Here with one of the most creative people I know, Dr. Peter Nevins. After many years, in fact, well, it's, um, thanks for doing this. It's, uh, it's great to be back in Mill Valley and seeing the things happening. (laughs) (laughs) Things are happening. Yeah. What was your... Your first one of these. What was? How did? Was there a moment when you started and realized I'm gonna? I wanna. Yes. It's with Chris Furby. Mm-hmm. And he was being interviewed by a gentleman who's a doctor. Who? That's another story. But they both had this moment where they spaced out, and they were just sort of both looking. The cameras running. And I thought, oh my God, wouldn't it be funny if you guys, like, if you asked a question to the doctor and you guys just both sat there and they thought it was funny, but the doctor decided he didn't want to do that. So they edited? No, so then Chris and I are leaving. I said, Ferb, you want to do it? We'll do it. So we stopped at a mutual friend of ours in San Anselmo. She has a pet store. And we went into the back area, and I asked him a question, and then we just sat there silently for as long as we could. And I think it went about six and a half or seven minutes. Oh, incredible. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, so that was my first episode. That real barn burner. (laughs) Well, it was kind of funny. Like, all these people put their own sort of thing to it. Like, oh, you're doing this, you know, like, Dada-esque and all this stuff. A silent interview? Yeah, it was like I thought, that's amazing that you could put something out there. And I guess that my hypothesis was the sparsity of it allowed people to just circumvent their own thing into what it was and what it was about. Yeah, the joy is in the eye of the beholder, ear of the beholder, or that's why I like the woodcut art because it it there's always a point where you have to let go, and it's like an interpretation of the reality. The limitations make that inter- make that uh, you have to kind of read the tea leaves of what the image is sometimes and that thrill of when something happens for you in your brain when you're looking at it is is what I'm trying to deliver rather than saying here it is completely realized it's all um, done for you uh, there's there's space and you can see evidence of the process and that's what I think is exciting about the live unedited aspect of just going through <laughs> spanning time together <laughs> with interesting topics yeah we're spanning time it's true we are spanning time I do have a question for you 
because there's at least two times I'm aware of where what you, you did what I would call a walkabout, you know, like you had it out, mm. not quite clear of a destination. Or I was wondering, did you ever, in these times of journeying, have a sense that you were in danger? Mm. Well, I did this hitchhiking trip across the... I went, but I did have kind of a goal. I was going to go to Quebec because Barry... Toronto and Eva Shoshone had been there and described it to me and I thought that's a place you can actually get to on land by by cars you don't have to go to Europe I always thought someday I'd get to Europe and, um, and, and in my 20s that was the only way the, the closest I could so hitchhiking out there um, was great the people of America were everywhere you go they were really nice people who would offer to put me up uh, for the night and and there was this this one guy pulled over and he had a special rig because he was paraplegic a Vietnam vet and he could drive um, braking gas with his hand, arms or, and steer and, uh, and and it was a huge ride a thousand miles or wow. something so I was Damn. was doing it it was it was um he had some he was like a pretty fierce guy I felt like he could be kind of explosive a little bit uh, we camped uh, we pulled over and um, in North Dakota somewhere for the night after we'd been driving for 500 miles or something and I woke up with my net that was over my face it was totally black but it was daytime what? They were covered. It was covered with mosquitoes. My, my mosquito net was black with mosquitoes, wow. and uh, and at the same time, the guy who was sleeping in the car, actually in the driver's seat, um, was like, "We're getting the out of here. Get, get in." And he had kept the van door open all night because it was so hot. Uh, so we got back in and. Uh, and we're driving, uh, got on the freeway. The the windshield was black with mosquitoes. You couldn't see out of it. And so uh, he's like, um, <coughs> I'm swatting the mosquitoes. And uh, on the inside, it was black. Yeah, that's dangerous. Yeah. And the, the wind, the wind is sucking them off the uh, the windshield. And uh, and he says, I'm from Minnesota. I know how we deal with these things. We're gonna go get some some raid uh, to spray in the car and I kept telling him I wasn't going to do that and it was a convenient out because all that night before he'd been saying yeah you're going to come out to the cabin and play some music for us yeah. you're going to come stay on the ca- at the cabin for a while <laughs> <laughs> alright that's a good sense of danger a little foreboding yeah it was you know, it, I do feel like it would have been all right, but I, but after weeks of um, of having my uh, soul just drained or, or scrutinized, or I feel like it would have been a really hard thing to go to go through. Would have been, once I got out there, I feel like it would have been really hard. To, you would have been a bit of a prisoner, whether conscious Maybe. on their part or not. Like yeah, like I do. Was, right. I still thank this guy for the ride yeah. and that 
and the story is incredible that the uh, so we got to, he made me get a can of Raid at the Seven Eleven, and I gave it to him and he went to town signed off oh uh, so you said I, I bid you a phone today yeah. I'm here in Cuthbert North Dakota Cuthbert North Dakota no I wish you well bon voyage but yeah your raid van is I'm trying to think of more dangerous uh, times I almost hopped on a train that was moving very slow through Glacier National Park and apparently there's a 10 mile tunnel that or that um, fills up with so much smoke and stuff that it can be fatal and I didn't really know about that I heard afterwards wow. that it could be fatal but apparently that's why hobos always have the handkerchief to keep the cold, cold. yeah if you're on top of a train when you go into a tunnel it's apparently one of the most dangerous things you can oh, wow. do yeah. um, uh, other than that um, I mean, knock on wood, but um, there's probably something I'm forgetting. But well, I'm not asking you to have a dangerous. Like, I was just wondering if what I'm hearing actually. Like, do you think you could hitchhike now to Quebec? Hmm, well, I mean, obviously the COVID complicates it, hmm. but um, so I did that in the early '90s and. Everyone was saying, wow, I haven't seen anyone hitchhiking since 1978. I didn't know people were, wow. Uh, so I feel like it's probably always going to be like that. Like, wow, I didn't know people were still. And even back then, it was all stories of murders and, and creepy right. things happening all the time. And we thought, oh, those carefree days of the 60s were long gone in the 90s. Uh, so it's probably... Since we just had Nixon in office again, it's probably like closer to the seventies than it's now more than ever. <laughs> yeah, maybe America's actually more together now than but the media and the train of thought is, you know. Mm -hmm. like, I'm always optimistic. You know, I well I'm always like um envisioning where it's where it's going if we're not there yet. Well, if we are there, do you think the going stops? Oh, right. There's no point when it's done. I mean, there's all these uh, irritants that keep us moving forward. Um, yeah, I, I think things are... Much as I hate the politics of incrementalism, I, I do think I have no idea. You know, it's evil moves around and just takes different forms. <laughs> so it's like there's a thousand evil pieces on the board, and there's a thousand good pieces on the board, and they're just getting these different combinations. Yeah, they turn into like these teardrops that are interconnected with these little dots right in the middle. Just whirling. Um, do you think evil is infinite? Yeah, I think it is. And it's really? with, and amalgamated with... 
I mean, I, I think um, it. I mean, everything that's not good is evil. So I mean, <laughs> we just need it there as a as a relative relativity as a relative marker. When does when does it? <laughs> Okay, that just reminded like I had this thought about the devil because I was thinking of these like moonlight hikes and hikes where there's usually large groups of people. <clears throat> there's the sweepers who have the responsibility of making sure everyone makes it to the end of the hike, you know, so mm-hmm. they're the, they have to be the last ones and they sweep. I was thinking that's the devil. Like the devil's always going to be the very last in line with this evolutionary process of enlightenment. Hmm. So in a way, you know, like, if we ever get off course, there's always one worse. Like, that's like, nope, it's that way. It, there's a song, an incredible string band song, where, where the line is, he'll do what's wrong as long as he can. And the chorus goes... <laughs> He's the old original Buffalo Man. Giving Buffalo Man a bad name. (laughs) Yeah, right. The Buffalo are just doing their doing their thing, and they could just destroy you if you get out of the car in Yellowstone or whatever. But they're not evil. I don't know where I'm going with that. It's, oh, maybe it's like, who are we to say? I mean, it's a case-by-case basis. Maybe everybody has to judge what's... Oh, boy. And perspective plays a huge part in it, you know? And there's that element of the more you know of one's story, the more you see, like, mm. there's not just a monster. Like, there's a story there that created mm. this being that is before us. And it can be so far progressed from its origins that you can't recognize it, and it just looks like evil. Right, yeah. right. You know, like, the, in the Judeo... Well, the... Catholic Christian tome of the devil it was God's favorite angel Mm. like so there's this being who was Mm. ultimately really good until he thought he could be God one of my favorite songwriters now is a my friend Taylor Kingman up in Portland and I was trying to figure out my relationship stuff and like comparing ideas and he was like dude comparison is the devil yeah and uh, the devil was comparing himself to yeah yeah it's true he really summed it up yeah that's a great songwriter great new voice Taylor Kingman. Taylor Kingman, all right. Mm-hmm. Check him out. 
Yeah, I'm going to go do a video for him when I get back to Portland. What do you use to video? My DSLR shoots pretty good. That's what you use? Yeah. And do you edit? Yeah. What are you using for editing? Premiere? Actually, I'm not really trying to do much that's very fancy. Um, so, I mean, I'm trying to rely on all the the footage and pretending it's 1973 and I basically have that, like, those capabilities. Um, so, I'm just using iMovie. Yeah. It's just... It, I've never been not able to do something that I wanted to do with it. I've done some pretty complex editing by by 1986 standards. <laughs> you can overlay, and you can you can. And I'll use some tricky, layers? I'll use some tricky uh, masking. I actually have some apps in my phone that are better for masking. Uh, so I sometimes export to my phone and work on it in there. I just shot an edited shot a video in Iceland and then edited it while I was like traveling around Ireland. It is crazy that the what can happen artistically with apps on a phone yeah just the 1080 yeah um as opposed to the 4k which it does actually shoot but um data prohibitive yes yes i am not really a doctor by the way (laughs) no he really is honorary (laughs) don't let him fool you if he prescribes something take it more music, more music, more music. <laughs> Marianne with the sheep. That's cake. it. Yes. Yes. <clears throat> what she does with those shaking hands. What was the mm. bean commercial in that? What's for tea, Mom? What's for tea, Mom? Um, beans, Heinz baked beans. Um, I, it's it's Heinz baked beans. Is it? Yeah, it's a pretty solid campaign. Those beans mean something different in sixties uh, England than they do in, in America today. Heinz baked beans could be an important pillar of. <laughs> Dinner time. So have you consciously um, chosen a creative life for yourself? Mm. I've been pretty bad at all the other things (laughs) I've tried to do. Um, So... Yeah, that medical practice really went to the ground. (laughs) Yeah, it's just... Well, you kept giving away your services. And um, it's a, such a big responsibility, you know. And who am I to say if your liver is really ready to be changed out? I mean... <laughs> yeah, I just go on intuition, you know. I go so far. 
Uh, <laughs> I'll try to answer though. Um, there's just stuff that I want to see that no one is doing. So I feel it's my job to do it. So I see a lane for myself, sort of, between everything everybody else is doing, sort of see a, see a path, uh, right through uh, Buddy Holly and uh, Gustav Doré or something. <laughs> right, that narrow little slice between those two. Yeah. Is that your creative drive or a big part of it is I want to see this and it doesn't exist. That's it, really. There's still this like ultimate psychedelic record that I'm always looking for that's like a lot of things come really close, but yep, that's really the the kernel of the the nugget of the... Well, so when you do Christ. your... What the prints from... What do you call those? Wood blocks? Mm-hmm. Wood block prints. Wood block prints. That's very descriptive. <laughs> yeah. But is it, that... Part of that is in process of... There is a vision that I want to put out into the world that isn't there yet. It's not there, but I'm going to put it out there. Yeah. Or, or maybe this voice... I have needs to be spoken today and it's related to things that happen I mean uh, maybe I'm animating an art spirit that's been around for a long time but this is how it reacts to today's world uh, I'm trying to do things that are real timeless uh, so they'll again I'm trying to do like the things like what would I want on my wall that I can't find anywhere else what would I want to live with Greg live with Greg very hard marble isn't it <laughs> yeah as Michelangelo said you take away everything that isn't part of what that's the woodcut process too there's like and I, the image is there, and you just reveal everything that's not. Yeah, it's really Take the same away. thing. Yeah. I, you know, I had a, um, I was painting for a long time, and uh, wanted everything to look like it was printed, basically, and, and stamped, and like this, like old time classic, like postage stamp kind of engraving feeling and I used to outline everything and I went some friends here in Marin recommended that I go uh, Ben Jacobs recommended that I go drop in on a Chester Arnold class who's this great painter lives in Sonoma and um, and that he's a great painter that I'm sure that he was sure I would learn and because Chester is a friend of ben, the Jacobs family, somehow I was able to just drop, do it on a drop-in basis. And I'd already just flailed and failed out of 
two colleges just down in flames before my first year was up. UC Santa Cruz and then California College of Art was called California College of Arts and Crafts. But <laughs> these days things need more gravitas. Mm-hmm. Much better to have a restaurant called Spoon than, than like... Utensils on the floor. <laughs> yeah, the fancy guard. <laughs> uh, so, um, so I got to audit this class, and and I had a few classes with him, and learned his technique. Well, one one day he just he saw me putting lines around everything. He got so frustrated with me. That's not real painting. That's like drawing with paint, sort of. And he just gave me a black canvas, and he said, "Start with this." So the lines are already there. <laughs> you just paint everything else. Uh-huh. He didn't even say that. He just, he like implied that. He said, you're always putting big dark lines around everything. So start with the black. All black. And uh, it blew my mind. It came so easily to be able to just add light to it or by, or by implication to remove the black. Uh, then uh, it... It was a short jump from there to making woodcut prints. That started me on the whole woodcut print journey. And uh, there's not a whole... I mean, I may be skewed by the online um, examples and how few people there are online doing this. Um, There may be some real offline great masters out there but um, the more people that move to digital art and stuff, the fewer of us there are doing this, and uh, it's great. Uh, you know, I don't want to say big fish in a small pond, or whatever. <laughs> um, there's some amazing woodcut printmakers now, and it turns out Chester Arnold's daughter is, I think, the most famous block printer the most well known block printer she has up so like a quarter million followers on, oh. on the Instagrams and uh, one of the greatest honors of my life she bought one of my prints wow it's a big crazy monster tearing the dome off the capitol and uh, pulling oh the one I yeah uh-huh. I like that one that was meant to be John Boehner that the monster was I just felt like everyone was just basically so mad at him that, that that's if public will could be manifested as a big monster that it would have yeah. gone that just lifted up the dome like a cookie jar and pulled Boehner out and like what are you and then six months after I did that he he uh, stepped down um, I was just feeling the zeitgeist or something I don't know. It's, um, somebody needs to be carbon. Um, well, gotta go. <laughs> Are you happy? Fairly, yes. Yeah, not really, no. Uh, yes. Um, I can certainly say... Um, except for issues of social justice and the larger world, like things in my little, I could be doing 
we could be doing much more to help the rest of humanity and somehow making making these images that kind of, that people can live with that maybe inspire them to do more so I can just sit in my wooden tower and make make woodcuts um I yay it's I can certainly say that things are how I would have them <laughs> in my in my little world I mean I have incredible incredible freedom um so um you know yeah if I'm not happy it's totally I don't have any chip on my shoulder about it it's to everything uh not right is about what I've done you know what the choices I've made and stuff and um so in that respect I feel really um I have no gripe with the world except what it for what it does to others you know I've been been treated very well and, um so um yeah I think in a real quiet way I am happy it, it doesn't always express like um Maybe I could express it more, but uh, it doesn't always um, come busting out in people's faces how how happy I am. But um, yeah, I'd say I am I am happy, and uh, it's, and having no complaints is like a different issue, also. But I have no complaints, and um, and I'm happy. Um, there's, there's. Um, I'm really hard to be in a relationship with, and, and I've been um, really agonizing about that kind of stuff and I it looks like I'm uh, looks like I'm not in a relationship as of today so um, <laughs> so, um fresh yeah yeah um, so um, yeah and it's all my own my own wants and stuff um my own sort of trying to see what my my future my 20 year plan or whatever I mean you know it's it's so it's such a mix between wanting to um get it while you can make the like you know live like there's no tomorrow and then um tomorrow seems to keep coming (laughs) Are you the grasshopper or are you the ant? Mm. Well, both. I live really close to the the bone. Um, I don't have a lot put away, but I've gotten better and better at making money. And I've been planting so many seeds, my little prints that go out in the world and... Uh, 
um, that um, it's gotten easier and easier to to um, feel like I've taken care of business or you know um, per, my my retirement plan is just to be able to um, not retire to work as long as you know to just make the work that I love like actually the what I love to do is actually the the thing that makes the most money as well it all kind of goes goes together um, so that's a great question that maybe the ant or the grasshopper I'm sort of like the grasshopper but I've been doing it so long that I have lots of little like um when I was growing up, that story was presented to me as the grasshopper was bad, made a mistake. But in reality, you know, he ends up being invited into the home of the ants and playing the music during the whole winter, and he's taken care of. So the ant was kind of frowning on him, that one ant, but in the universal picture of that story... They're both they're essential. Right, right. And the grasshopper like had a place, I think, of merriment during the summer and the winter. That was that was a worthy energetic undertaking that served the whole everyone's doing their work. And if you feel stressed out like you need to be doing this certain taking care of business then maybe that's what needs to be yeah. happening uh, not just um, like uh, oh I don't know it I lost that lost that thread um do you still think evil's infinite? You know, it seems like it just moves around. Like fear, too. It just it just changes uh, shape. Um. Okay, what is fear? Uh, it... It's too scary to talk about. <laughs> so fear is that which cannot be talked about. Oh, maybe. Hmm. Um. Yeah, maybe. And it can really exist for good reasons, you know. Like um, you could really be on the edge of a cliff or something and be, yeah, um, afraid. Uh, so I never judge it, I guess. Do you know, I forget the gentleman's name, really famous uh, climber, rock climber, and he just did the free hand. Mm. What's his name? You know. Oh, Spider-Man. Spider-Man. Peter Parker. No. Oh. no. 
fuck. <laughs> you can't say fuck on radio. <laughs> can't say give away people. No. Never mind. Yeah, right. These aren't the droids you're looking <laughs> Anyway, he said people don't have a fear of heights. They're afraid of falling is what's really happening. Because you go up in an elevator, you're up 20 stories. You're not afraid. It's not the height. It's that if you're in a place where you get a sense of you could fall, that's what the real fear is. Mm. But wouldn't it be amazing to just, like, who cares? You're at the edge of a cliff, like, so you fall. You know, like, that's the end of that story, but you just know the story goes on. Like the story isn't solely hinged on your body. It, yeah, I suppose one wants to like make the most of since it. All these atoms like have been organized this way. You know, it's not the it's not the ultimate tragedy if it is all cast to the wind. But it is cool that all these atoms came together to make this form. And so while it's happening it'd be cool if it like got to progress through all its changes that it could you know to fully live its cycle yeah that's a good point yeah it's just really inconvenient you know or like to have took all this time to put these atoms together and then to yeah uh right yeah and all the atoms that help sustain this atom glum yeah, all the atom gloms that help. All that grass that you ate or smoked or whatever that uh, <laughs> just fed your fire. We're feeling a little too much here, Peter. <laughs> Doctor. <laughs> you know, after a long day of eating grass on the field, I, I just think, well, I've got to put all the it's weed good, energy to good use. Yeah, it's a good thing you got that second stomach, because... Yeah, that'll give you something to ruminate on. <laughs> what am I going to do with all this food? How can I justify those Nopales chilies and that guacamole? Whew. I mean... Your cud. Chewing your cud. Yeah. We're on a conversation tangent now. Four stomachs are better than one. <laughs> Are you going to be down here this uh, December? I can honestly say I have no idea. It's beautiful. It's the right answer. What's happening? The yearly Christmas caroling. Oh my gosh. I am so grateful to the carolers of Mill Valley, especially when it comes down to just two who are still keeping the tradition alive. I, I just am so... That's... That's really one of my favorite things. I actually, in our tradition, I brought it to Brooklyn. Oh, right. Half a dozen people walking in Bushwick. Wow. In the um, Dominican neighborhood. Um, super fun. Nobody invited us in for brandy and shortbread or something like they might do here, but um, nobody really? does that. Did there. they come to the door and listen? Well... Now that I think of it, we were actually doing it on the street in kind of, um, in sort of, uh, um, 
we didn't really go to apartment buildings. It's just, it was just all apartments, big yeah. apartment buildings. And I think we might have stood at the bottom of some staircases and seen what would happen and had people come to their windows and stuff. When we saw an open window, we would okay. do it. I did find a little little crew to do it. And I did it in Astoria as well, in Astoria, Oregon. And the hit the home run of uh, they just finished making cinnamon rolls in one house. <laughs> That's a home run. Yeah. When you're caroling and the and the smell of hot cinnamon rolls yeah. comes out. So I would love to be here for the caroling. Um, it's not about the cinnamon rolls at all, but it's the the complete it's like a call and response. That's like the proper response from the from the identity. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. A couple yeah. years ago, we ran into another group of carolers. Whoa. And that was pretty awesome. <laughs> did you? We did join for one house. Yeah. We like went to war with each other. And not really, but you know, there was like some joking about that. But then at one house, we all came together and sang a couple carols and then we went off in our separate directions I know it's really important for you guys to sing one of the most famous carols in a way sounds like a um, a little kid is singing it um, like Frosty the snowman was a very happy soul and I know that if you have to do that one, which is kind of a, one of the only modern additions to the canon, um, that could create some real rancor with a rival group that doesn't understand it's actually spelled W F W O S T Y. Yeah. Frosty. It's frosty. It's frosty. <laughs> yeah. There were the traditionalists and the, the, what would you call them, the futurists battling it out, you know. Yeah. But we also have in our canon uh, the trump card, the secret weapon, Neil's solstice carol. A holy host streaks through the sky, dispelling darkness <laughs> as they fly. Yeah, that's, hmm. that's the one. You who dare the winter's path. Wrath. Wrath. Heed the course, follow signs, and follow the path. Forever. Yeah, that's the one. I kept getting distracted on the... Da, 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 da. I kept wanting to branch off, but it it doesn't... It's a real melody. Mr. Mr. Singer of that song. Um, yeah. There's, he, there's some new Christmas carols. Yeah. Also... Uh, I've come to like Paul McCartney's Christmas Carol. It took me some years, but now, well, I, I, I think the real trouble that I ran into was just making too big a deal of it. It wasn't, it, you know, Maybe it's like way. you had all your life to make a Christmas Carol, and it was simply having a wonderful Christmas time. Yeah. I think it. It'd be super fun if you had a ukulele and it was Christmas time and we just saying that. Maybe that's what it is. It's like the whole like Paul McCartney Christmas Carol, like two greats. It's like oh, it's a Christmas Carol. Okay, it's fun. It's joyful. 
Yeah. All right. Anything else that you want to talk about? Joy. <laughs> Real joy. <laughs> American joy. Brought to you by Nabisco. <laughs> That's joy in an oven, kids. Tell your mama to get some of that joy at Safeway. Bring it home and feed it to daddy. Okay, that was just so politically incorrect. We're going to get sued for sure. Nothing else will save your marriage. <laughs> Not even me, Jake. Paste in Nabisco Joy, fresh out of the oven. I think the Pope did come out and tell all Catholic wives that a good BJ would save the marriage. Mm. <laughs> In my imagination, that happened. Yeah. <laughs> and we take a left turn. <laughs> well, I truly wish you many blessings in this creative journey you're on thanks well, I hope we have something to share with the world real soon I'm going to take it home and edit and uh, oh really so I it's think, not going to be finished down yet. I don't think there's going to be possibly time I've stretched my my well, yeah, 10 days 2 days ago yeah I just told someone else I'll be back in 10 days yeah uh, so um, keep, every day it's 10 days. Yeah. If anyone asks, 10 days. <laughs> it's not two weeks, but it's more than a week. <laughs> it's a magic number. Uh, 10 is the magic number. Ten, I'm going to use that. Can I use that? So when will you have that 10 days? <laughs> 10 days. <laughs> That's what you said three days ago. I know. <laughs> what day are we on? I stick to my word. <laughs> yeah. It's, it's like that. Uh, um, I'm not going to go changing my word now. I said ten days then. I said ten days now. My I'm a man is, of my word. word. Is my bond. <laughs> I love that song. Tomorrow, tomorrow, I love you. Tomorrow, you're always a day away. That's so strange. Meaning, I I don't love you now, but I think I might in the future. Or. No, I think it's I love you now. Oh. Because you're always a day away. <laughs> it's like the Jewish blessing for, you know, in uh, Fiddler on the Roof, where the student asks the rabbis, is there a blessing for everything? And the rabbi's like, yeah, for everything. He's all, is there a blessing for the czar? The rabbi thinks and goes, blessing for the czar, yes. May God bless and keep the czar far away from us. Mm. When the cat's away, the mice will play. Ten days. See you in ten days. For ten days. <laughs> <laughs> so you really think that it won't be finished down here at all? Head up. Realistically, not. So, but thanks very much for your um, enthusiasm on it and uh, and the uh, your blessing. I'm blessing like your whole life I mean not if I could bless oh, anything this creative journey that you're on yeah, yeah. like you the, too great I bless one, but. I, I wish 
Many blessings for you. Thanks. Anything else?